everybody. Welcome to Two Minutes and Beyond, the podcast where we review the Toy Story movies two minutes at a time. I'm Bianca Garcia, and this is Macy Ball. Hello. Hi. In this episode, we're talking about minutes 57 and 58 of Toy Story. There's some good stuff in these minutes. There is. I'm excited. Yeah. Should we go ahead and get started? Yes, we should. All right. So this clip starts off with Sid saying, oh, man, and hitting his head against the window in disappointment at the thunderstorm. Woody looks relieved and Sid gets an idea. He pretends like he's talking into a headset and says, Sid Phillips reporting launch of the shuttle has been delayed due to adverse weather conditions at the launch site. Tomorrow's forecast, sunny. He sets his alarm clock, chuckles, and says, sweet dreams. (laughs) We've talked before about how Sid Sid watches um, probably medical dramas, ER, and Star Wars and like war movies. I feel like he's watching nasa documentaries too <laughs> that or like the news just like the yeah. way they report everything he probably watches the news a lot with his dad or something <laughs> probably there's we get a good shot of that mega dork poster again yeah i know i really do like all his posters they're a lot of fun Hmm. i also like how he even though he's like a sick, twisted little kid, he's still playing. Like, he's, you know, being imaginative, and he came up with that right on the spot for, you know, the thunderstorm happening. But Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I think he's pretty creative. Yeah. I feel like just the phrase, um, launch of the shuttle has been delayed due to adverse weather conditions at the launch site is... It's quite a bit above like a, you know, a 10 or 12 year old's usual vocabulary. Yeah, exactly. I'm more like, what little kid says adverse? (laughs) (laughs) I also like his clock, that he's even messed up his clock or like that he's (laughs) attached a doll arm to the clock. Yeah. And then there's like that nail or whatever it is on the bottom. Yeah. He's just, he trashes everything. If I could make a wish list of Toy Story merchandise that I want to exist, that clock would be one of the things that I want. That would definitely be a fun clock to have. Um, I mean, this is not really Toy Story related, but at one point in time, I had a Wreck-It Ralph clock that was Mm -hmm. a little arcade that was really cute. And um, just having stuff that's like movie related even little clocks like that, I think it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I had a, my sister and I had a Disney Cinderella's Castle clock Ooh. that played, uh, what's the song from Cinderella? A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. Oh, yeah. hmm But it ruined that song for me because <laughs> now every time I hear it, I just, I just think of like having to wake up early in the morning for something to be like, not this song again. (laughs) That's really unfortunate. I, you know, I've done that. Like when the phones used to have um, like little clips of songs where they Mm -hmm. were like, oh, you can buy this clip of a song and put it as your ringtone. You could also put it as your alarm. And I ruined plenty of songs with that. (laughs) 
what time is it in this part? Because he says, because it's not nighttime, but he says sweet dreams, and then it cuts to Andy's house, and it's nighttime all of a sudden. I know. So I feel like some time probably passes between um, Sid's house and then when we see Aunt, um, Andy being put to bed. Mm-hmm. But why does he say sweet dreams? Maybe because it's like evening. I, I didn't pay attention to um, the actual time on the clock. So I don't know what the time is in the oh, clip since look. I don't have it up. Let me, I've got it here. If I can. Get it to play. Um, it says like 8.23, probably. It's almost at 8.25. Okay. So it's probably like evening time. And maybe that's why he says sweet dreams. Because it's in the evening. And, you know, usually at the end of like a, a news report, even like at 6 o'clock, they're like, oh, and have a good night. Just like saying like, bye. But. Yeah, and I guess a six- or seven-year-old like Andy might be going to bed at, you know, 8.25. Right, to get up for school and everything, so they put them to bed earlier. Yeah, or in this case, for moving the the next day, yeah. Yeah, because I would imagine that it's summertime. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it looks pretty light out, even at 8.30. Well, they they mentioned earlier in... In the movie that, um, you know, one of the toys says, I thought Sid was at summer camp. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, it is in the summer. Yeah. Because he was supposed to be at summer camp. But they kicked him out. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Do we have anything else to say about this? <laughs> oh. Or, like, this part? I I just always think about, man, it, it's, it's a good thing that it started raining when it did or else... This movie would have turned out very differently. Oh, yes, for sure. I, you know, I thought about that, too. Like, what if it didn't start raining? What if it was, like, pretty nice and, you know, like, just a regular day? Buzz would have been dead. <laughs> I guess maybe the, I don't know. They they wouldn't have had time to, like, come up with a plan. But maybe, like, the the mutant toys could have helped Woody get out of the, out of the crate, which... Speaking of which, now that I think about it, why why don't the mutant toys help Woody get out of the crate? That's true. You would think that they would because Sid is asleep. And they could have just went up there and got him and Buzz. They could have taken the rocket off of Buzz. Maybe they, maybe they were scared of waking Sid up. Maybe. Or maybe because it's an explosive, they're like, we're going to all explode if we try to take this off. I don't know. There's a plot hole for you. Yeah. This could have ended so many different ways, but it is what it is. Yep. We can move on now. (laughs) Okay. All right. At the 25 second mark, it cuts to Andy's bedroom where Andy's mom is putting him to bed. She says, I looked everywhere, honey, but all I could find was your hat. Andy worries, but what if we leave them behind? She assures him, don't worry, honey. I'm sure we'll find Woody and Buzz before we leave tomorrow. She gives him a kiss on the cheek, turns off the lamp, and then leaves the room. The camera focuses on a cardboard box with the words Andy's toys written on it. 
From inside the box, Rex says, I need air, and pops out of the top of the box, coughing up packing peanuts. Mr. Potato Head pops up and says, Will you quit moving around? Rex responds, I'm sorry, it's just that I get so nervous before I travel. Mr. Potato Head asks, How did I get stuck with you as a moving buddy? And Rex says, Everyone else was picked. The camera pans down to Bo, who is standing next to the box, watching Andy sleep. She says, oh, Woody, if only you could see how much Andy misses you. The scene is so sweet. I think it's so funny not to, like, just forget about Andy caring about his toys, but I think it's funny, like, as soon as the mom leaves, does Andy just, like, pass <laughs> out so fast because then Rex pops up with the packing peanuts and he's like, I need air! That's what I was wondering, too. I was like, man, Andy must Andy must be able to fall asleep really quick and he must be a, a deep sleeper. I Not know. Not to hear Rex and Potato Head and Bo, I guess. That's so ridiculous, though, because it's like most kids don't fall asleep that fast. At least all the kids that I've either like babysat or when they would spend the night with me, like when we were little, like nobody falls asleep that fast. Mm -mm. And how I I was thinking, how did how did no one see Bo standing there? Maybe she was just hiding behind the box or something. Yeah, and then the next day. What if, like, when Andy wakes up, he sees the packing peanuts on the floor, and then he sees that the box is kind of open? Like, I would have been freaked out if I saw that. Well, I think it closes a- again after they pop back down, doesn't it? Probably does. Let me see. Um, yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah. But why? So they just haven't like taped it or anything. So they're able yeah, to open which, and close it. Why didn't okay. they tape it? I know. I would have taped it. It was just so the toys could could, <laughs> could be able to it get was out for and the movie. <laughs> yeah. And it's they're- funny because even to this day, like when I'm packing all my plushies and stuff, I'm always like, "Oh, these poor things. They need air." <laughs> Like, I don't like other plushies sitting on top of each other because I'm like, you're squishing them. <laughs> That's what Toy Story has, has done to us. Toy Story has forever ruined me because I will say sorry to a plushie, like, if I bump it or something, or if it falls, I'm like, oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there was that time, maybe we talked about this on the podcast before, I don't remember, but there was a time when I I had just gotten my Woody doll and I put the... <laughs> I put him in his stand, and the stand is, like, really tight, like, to the point where it leaves a, a mark in the plastic on his neck. And I sent you a picture, and you were like, what What did you say you were, you were, say that you were, um, you were too scared to, to put it on because you were, you didn't want to hurt him? I didn't want to hurt him. I was like, I don't want to put him in there because I don't want to hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. Like, when I got those things and I saw how tight they were, I was like, yeah, no, this is torture for a toy. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I'm not sad. I'm not going to do that to him. Yes, exactly. I was like, no, he needs to be a free-range toy. (laughs) How come Pam wasn't Potato Head's moving bunny? Because that is a pairing that I feel like would make more sense. 
I feel like them two get along a lot better. They're like the little old men in the group. They're like but... the Statler and Waldorf of the group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. The, the two guys from The Muppet Show. <laughs> yeah, so I love them. They're great. I kind of... Because Rex says, well, everyone else was picked, which which makes me think it was like a... Um, maybe Ham, I feel like... Maybe he doesn't actually like Potato Head all, Potato Head all that much, but you know Ham's kind of a you know a know it all, and yeah, I mean Potato Head thinks he's like the smartest guy in the room, but he's actually he's kind of an idiot. But just like hanging around, <laughs> I think Ham probably hangs around with Potato Head because it makes him feel smarter. But when it comes probably. to like actually you know spending the night. Like in a box with him, he's like, "No, I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna be moving be- buddies with, I don't know, Lenny, somebody." He probably did choose someone like Lenny or like RC, like a character that doesn't talk, just so they <laughs> wouldn't be bothering him. Well, Lenny talks. Wait, no, Lenny, Lenny talks. talks. Yeah, I feel like he may have chosen like RC then. Well, you know, Ham is the guy who likes to sit up on on the shelf and kind of look at everything else that's going around. And um, Lenny is a literal pair of binoculars. So maybe maybe they would make a good pair in that way. Yeah, that's true. Probably. Potato Head probably went up to Ham and was like, "Hey, do you want to be moving buddies?" And Ham's like, "Uh, sorry, I'm I'm already, I, I've already uh, told Letty I would be his moving buddy." That's like a, a prom reject right there. <laughs> and then no one else wants to be in the box with Rex because they know he's gonna just be freaking out the whole time. The whole time, poor thing has box anxiety. <laughs> I'm sure that. You know, in the end, all of them are okay with each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Mr. Potato Head seems like the one that's like, please don't put me with him. But then it's his luck to actually get him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and why wasn't Bo in a box? She might have been and she just climbed out. I don't know. Well, maybe. Because that is Molly's stuff. That's not technically Andy's stuff. Yeah. She... Well, now that I'm thinking about it, she because she's porcelain, and so are her sheep and like her lamps. So she probably would have been had to been like wrapped in bubble wrap or something. Yeah, maybe they have her there for the last night to keep on. Oh, yeah, for Molly. So that's why she's out still. So they they didn't pack her until the morning. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Now that I actually think about it because i was always just like well why is she out yeah of the that box? makes sense i never really considered that she's part of the lamp and that's why she's out <laughs> yeah i i feel bad for andy because i'm like you know when you're when you're a kid and you can't find you know one of your favorite toys that you're like really attached to that's so frustrating that is really frustrating like for me when i was little i used to have um I used to have a bunch of Barbies and I would always try to take a Barbie with me everywhere. I would lose them because of that. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, thankfully I never lost any of like my most favorite Barbies, but I think also because my mom was like 
don't take those Barbies because she knew they were my favorite. So she was like, don't take your most favorite Barbies. Just take a whatever Barbie. So, um, yeah. Also, when I was little, I had the tendency of throwing stuff out the window. (laughs) When I was between the ages of two and five, I used to like to throw stuff out the window. So that was another reason why I used to have an Ernie plush. And my mom, we were going through old pictures the other day, and I found Ernie, and I was like, oh, look, I have my Ernie there. And she's like, yeah, shortly after that, you threw it out the window. (laughs) So I was like, oh, bye, Ernie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I went through a phase where I took my, uh, it was a Barbie doll of the character Annalise from the Barbie movie, The Princess and the Pauper. I took her everywhere for a little while. Thankfully, I never lost her or threw her out the window. (laughs) Oh, gosh, I know. And then after Toy Story came out, I had the little um, Burger King Woody, and I would take him everywhere. Because I also had a bigger Woody that was the the talking one. Like the Thinkway one? Yes, I would keep him at the house because... My parents were like, you're going to lose him. <laughs> so I would take the little burger. He was my pocket-sized travel Woody, so <laughs> I would take him. Aw. In the audio commentary, they said that Karen Kaiser was the animator who animated the scene. And she actually has two sons, and so she was able to like bring her experience you know, as a mother into animating animating the scene between Andy and his mom. Oh, that's nice. That's always good to have, like, certain experience and certain things while animating it. Yeah, and it, it's just, it's a really sweet moment between, you know, a mother and son. Right, especially when the kid is sad. Like, you do everything as a mom to try to comfort them. You know, just... Try to make him look on the positive side of things. Like, don't worry, you know, we'll find him or something like that. But, you know, that that's sad to see your kids sad. Mm-hmm. So we get a, a little bit of a glimpse into, like, Bo's perspective here. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, she says, you know, if only, and if only you could see how much Andy misses you, which I think because... You know, early earlier on when Buzz first shows up and Woody or Andy wasn't really playing with Woody and, you know, Woody was really upset about it. She's like, man, I just I I wish you could. I mean, it's literally what she says. I, I've, if only you could see how much Andy misses you because it because he because Woody was feeling like maybe Andy didn't care about him as much. Right. And I really do feel like. Maybe Woody almost thought, like, well, I'm not loved anymore. And he's really, because he's not seeing this, so he's probably thinking, like, I'm doing this for Andy. I don't, you know, he's putting aside his, like, okay, well, I'm not the favorite anymore. So he's just doing it to get Buzz back now so that they can go be with Andy. But in the next clip, when he starts comparing himself to Buzz, and he's like, why would Andy want to play with me when he's got you, you know? Right, yeah. So I think he does he does feel that that way to some extent that he he maybe thinks that Andy just doesn't care about him as much anymore. Right, yeah. 
Well, which, really which isn't the case. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. But from his perspective, because he hasn't seen, you know, how much he misses him yet. He's just like, oh, well, mm-hmm. I'm not the favorite anymore. Yeah. But I feel like, um, you know, we talk we talk a lot about like what is what is Bo thinking, you know, mm-hmm. as everything else is going on. And last we saw of her, she was, you know, as far as the other she and the other toys knew, you know, he was a murderer just waving around Buzz's <laughs> arm. Like she screams when she when Woody accidentally pulls out his yeah. arm. Um so so that makes me wonder a little bit about her about her response here too. Right, yeah. I wonder if like after she thought about it, she was like, Well, that can't be, you know, and she's in denial, or maybe she'd realize like his parts can come <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> um that's probably what happened. She's probably like, mm, he's plastic, he's fine. Yeah, or she's just like, Well, you know, she 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 wants to believe or she 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 wants to wait for more evidence before you know right. condemning him as a murderer <laughs> <laughs> she probably thinks more along the lines of like she still loves him so she's not going to you know say anything bad about him until she actually sees like you said like the evidence yeah we can move on now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so moving on. At the 1 minute 16 second mark, it cuts back to Sid's house where Sid is sleeping and Woody is trying to escape from the milk crate. He goes, hey, Buzz. But Buzz doesn't respond. He finds him at a washer and throws it at Buzz and says, hey, get over here and see if you can get this toolbox off me. Buzz looks at him and looks away. Woody says, oh, come on, Buzz. I, Buzz, I can't do this without you. I need your help. Buzz responds, I can't help. I can't help anyone. Woody says, why, sure you can, Buzz. You can get me out of here, and then I'll get that rocket off of you, and we can make a break for Andy's, and then the two minutes in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it ends right he's, as he's doing, like, his little finger gun pointing, thing, I, his little pointing finger towards guns. Andy's house. <laughs> I always love. I I think in a previous episode you mentioned that you have things to say about the way Sid sleeps. I hate the way Sid sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it looks so uncomfortable. I, you know, I've never attempted it, but I feel like I would get stuck in that position trying to sleep like that. Yeah, he's like he's sleeping on his stomach. His like butt is up in the air. He's not wearing with his knees bent. Yeah, yes, it doesn't. He doesn't look have any like covers on him. He's sleeping He's in his, his jeans full and shoes. <laughs> He's got his converse on. He, oh my god, He's a chaotic child. I can't, you know. If he's sleeping in those clothes, it makes me wonder how long he's been wearing them. Ew, I know. He's probably been wearing them for days, and he probably doesn't shower often. <laughs> um, I don't like that thought. <laughs> Sid's bed also hit the frame is just metal and it looks kind of like like old I don't know how to describe it. It's yeah. like old metal that's not in great 
shape and there's like pointy edges on it and there's like wire wrapped around the head of the bed and I'm like this doesn't seem like this a safe bed for a child to sleep in right yeah no looking at his bed I was like this looks like if you make one wrong move your eye is gone Mm -hmm. I don't like and then his mattress doesn't have a fitted sheet on it yeah he doesn't have any sheets he's got like you can kind of see him push to the side. There's like some camo blankets or like a top sheet or something. Mm-hmm. He must get cold. I don't like his bed. I He probably doesn't care. <laughs> I, I just don't know <laughs> Maybe how in he the sleeps. winter he does a little better. But, but I feel like he would be colder then. Yeah. In the winter. But maybe he actually gets his blankets in the winter. <laughs> maybe. I don't like his setup. It makes me angry because I'm a blanket person. I have to have all my blankets. And right now in the winter, even though it's not as cold, but because I'm used to like a hundred degree weather. You're used to that Texas. I'm used Texas to the horrible Texas heat, yes. Yeah, so when it gets down to 30, I have seven blankets on top of me. <laughs> um, Last week we were, or maybe it was last week or the week before, we were talking about how it looks like Woody's head could probably fit through the, ha- through the handle in the milk crate. Oh, yeah. But looking at, um, like, the shots from inside the milk crate, I'm less convinced of that now because it somehow looks smaller. It may just yeah, be the in angle. This shot, it does look smaller. It may just be the angle. But even if his head is apparently squishy, like like it is in <laughs> Toy Story Four, I don't know. He, he if he could possibly squish his head through there, but I don't know if his torso would fit. Right, and then his um pull string would probably pull because it's pushing so close against the yeah the crate yeah so yeah and then it probably just have to like not pass as... his hat through the through the hole right yeah so it's probably not i wonder if they ran tests like that like trying to put him through Mm-mm. The thing to see if it would work. Maybe they did that so they wouldn't be like, oh, well, he could have just gotten out too, like when animating it. I don't know. But it, it is weird because it, it just, it does look smaller, at least to me. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's smaller in this, in yeah. this scene than in the last one for some reason. Um, or I'm just imagining things. That seems <laughs> more likely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but. I feel like that was very convenient that a washer was there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like there's a lot of stuff there, but just something small enough for him to throw at Buzz. Yeah, I mean Sid's got a lot of it's got a lot of junk on his desk. He does. And I feel like all the characters in Toy Story are very deep sleepers because yeah. they did not hear or Sid did not hear, like, the washer hitting the little metal sound against plastic. Like, I would have heard that. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't even wake up later when the toolbox falls on the ground. Oh, that's right. Oh, my like, gosh. Like, he kind of stirs yeah, for a second. 
No, any any sound I wake up. I'm a light sleeper. I mean, if I've walked twenty thousand steps, I'm a little bit of a deeper sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> I but for the most part, I will wake up for anything. I'm the opposite. I sleep like a rock. And <laughs> I sometimes have to use really loud and obnoxious alarms to get me to wake Just up. To get you if up. if my toys were to come to life at night while I'm asleep, they wouldn't have anything to worry about. Oh yeah, no, I'm the opposite. If one of the toys were to start saying like, hey, I'd be like, who said that? And they'd <laughs> probably just like be so scared. Like, oh my gosh, she's awake. <laughs> yeah. As long as they wait for me to go to sleep instead of like they did uh, uh, like with Andy. Popped out of the box. Yeah, <laughs> just like start talking immediately. As long as they wait for me to go to sleep, then they then they should be good. That is too funny. Yeah, no, I that's crazy. I noticed I would be so scared. <laughs> <laughs> I I noticed um in where was it? In some of the shots of of Buzz we get another look at Sid's cable management sitting there on the desk. <laughs> yeah. And there's just things plugged into there's a bunch of stuff plugged into like this extension cord um like surge I don't know if it's called a surge protector or whatever, but it's, mm-hmm. it's some kind of extension cord and there's things plugged into other things. And I'm like, you're, you're just asking for a fire. Exactly. I, that gives me so much anxiety, especially now as an adult, I see it and I'm like, oh my gosh, that is a fire hazard. You're going to cause a blackout. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of fire hazards in Sid's room because he's also got that singular light bulb hanging from the wire he's got a lot of very unsafe things in his room yeah i'm deeply concerned for him and he's playing with firecrackers (laughs) and blowing toys up and a very wild child he's got a hot glue gun (laughs) i feel like this is the first time that what he like asks for or needs Buzz help Buzz's help, and it doesn't feel like he's just like trying to use him to get back to Andy's room. It feels like he actually cares. Right. He needs him, but he actually cares about about Buzz now too. Right about his well being as well, because he sees how sad he is. Yeah, he's not just using him as a tool. Right, because he's seen. I think we talked about before. He's he, he's seen now that. You know, Buzz isn't just like the obnoxious space ranger that he thought he or that Buzz thought he was, but he actually he's like a toy with with feelings, and you know he's he's a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think also feeling like that helpless, like he sees how helpless Buzz feels, and then because he's in a helpless situation as well, he's trapped. He's already he like he feels defeated. Like, okay, I need to ask for help, even though, you know, we had our differences and I thought you were crazy. He's finally realizing like he's not a bad guy. He's just a toy who just discovered he was a toy. <laughs> and he's going through his own problems too. Yeah, and 
this is literally a life or death situation, so it's got to get out of there. Right, yeah, that too. That usually brings people together when there's, like, a very dangerous situation like that. That's when more people start to come together. I don't know why the the mutant toys aren't offering to help move the move the toolbox for him, but apparently Buzz is the only one who can get him out of there, so. Yeah. <laughs> that is weird. Like, why weren't they running around and stuff? Like, usually in Andy's room, that's when they all wake up, but I don't know. That's kind of weird. I don't know. I was trying to think if any of them have, like, the hands or limbs that would like be able to help move the the toolbox off but i feel like even if they don't they could figure something out i don't know yeah maybe that's why they didn't do anything because it's too heavy for them i don't know they i I feel like they could have they could have worked they could have maybe worked together and and figured out a way to get it off of there or well, even after this, like Buzz doesn't actually take the toolbox off. He just like pushes it forward, and and what he pushes the crate forward, like the mutant toys could have could have helped him do that. Right. Yeah. Hmm. But on that. Oh well. <laughs> uh, on that note, I I think that's all I really have to say about this clip. I don't know about you. Yeah, me too. Well, I guess we should wrap it up then. I guess so. Alrighty. Well, then, thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts and send us an email if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.